God, we just praise you in this house this morning. We lift you up, Lord, for you are worthy. We thank you, God. We ask that you be blessed in this house. We ask that your name be glorified in this place. We ask that you be lifted up, Lord, because your word says, if I be lifted up, that I would draw all mankind into me. Father, let your name be glorified in every one of us this morning. God, may we be the temple of the Holy Spirit. May we, Lord, may we re- prepare our place, God, to give you a seat in the temple of our hearts that you may be glorified, that you may be worshipped, that you may be honored, Father. God, we praise you this morning. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Can somebody just give praise to the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good, isn't he? Can you just look to your neighbors and say, God is awesome. Sammy Pena, get down here, brother. You might be seated this morning. I don't know. I have grappled with the message for this morning. But I do know this. That I told you there would be a a, a special this morning. And and I want Brother Sammy, I asked him several months back. Because he told me when he was in the hospital. He said, Pastor, I've got a message to give. You know, it takes faith when you're in the hospital to say, I've got a message to give. Come on. And you, you, you can't come stand on the side, brother. You've got to come over here to the front. And I want him to share. You know what? I just saw you doing a little shouting over there. Come on. I want you to, I want you to share, brother. And whatever time I have left, if it's meant to be, I'll preach it. If not... We'll have an altar call from what the Lord gives you. Okay. Thank you. Love you, buddy. All the prayers. Quick hands up there. <laughs> All the prayers got me to now. And I still, I know everybody's still praying, believing, trusting. I do the same. Uh, when I was young, my great-grandpa, my nickname was The Rock. He talked about the rock. That's my real rock right there. She, uh, unbelievable. Again, with the church family. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> helped her help me. And I got to tell you all something. My wife prayed for me for the first time and laid hands on me while I was in the hospital. That, that touched me. But what I did over there, I never do that. (laughs) But I came here. I didn't know what I was going to say or what I was going to, how I was going to present. But the songs, I haven't talked to the pastor. I talked to him, like I said been a few weeks and I just left it as today I would give what God done for me 
because there's a lot of people that need healing, uh, mental, physically, spiritually. And because what I went through physically, it helped me. And there's a lot of mental too. So, <clears throat> thank you again. I can't, I cannot say that enough. And I ask God to bless every one of you too. For any situations, He will pull you through. And it's crazy, the songs that's being sung, I told my wife in the hospital. I'm getting a little off of what I said here, but I was in the hospital. I told my wife, and she'll tell you, whatever I'm going through, I can take pain, I can take whatever. And I said, if this is where God wants me to be, for him, for people to see what he does and how he works, miraculously, here I am. Use me. And that's the songs that the choir was singing. I mean, just amazing how God works. But I just had to say that because, like I said, I haven't talked to the pastor. And that's the songs that I have kind of right here. Because when I went into the hospital, I'm 100 miles an hour. Maybe God uses to me to sit down and kind of listen to what he's got to tell me or instill in me by me being hungry. So I bought all kinds of books. I haven't even read the first one yet. <laughs> I haven't read the first one yet. But... Uh, I have a few pages here. It's not a whole bunch. It may go pretty fast, but it may not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. What I went through, I wouldn't wish it upon nobody. It's rough stuff. And I wouldn't, like I said, my wife was there the whole time. And I can only imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, I was uh, Thursday. I was talking to my medicine doctor, and me and my wife we cut up a whole bunch. And uh, they're talking about my medicine, and she says, "Ask that nurse if they have some medicine for your for your mouth." Well. That nurse heard her, and she says, do you have sores, your throat hurting? And she says, my wife says I run my mouth too much. <laughs> but we kid around like that a whole bunch. But God, I'm going to be a little selfish, church. My God, he healed me. My God, he provided for me. My God, he left, kept my head above the water. My God protected my wife while I was in the hospital. My wife protected my kids. My wife, or my God, took care of everything, and I didn't have to worry about nothing. I don't worry, but being head of the household, everything's got to be taken care of. I couldn't, but God did. He took care of it all for me. And I'm the, well, 
I'm not the worst sinner. All sin is sin. But he did it for me. And I didn't even deserve it. I love him with my whole heart. And going through this made me even more hungry. So I don't know what happened over there. I just say, okay, God, I told you in the hospital, use me. Here's confirmation for me. God comes with confirmation. So I don't want to scream and yell in the mic. So Satan, in the name of Jesus, you've been evicted. I had to say that. When they admitted me into the hospital, yeah, I was kind of distraught a little bit, you know, but it's okay. I told the pastor, our church, before any of this happened, before changing to the preacher, before anything, I would tell my wife, something is happening at Alcoa Church of God. What it is, don't know. But now I know what it is. It's time for us to go, get, and come back, and teach, and show, and follow up, and let that next bunch go get the next bunch. So it's okay. It's COVID. It's okay. God protects us. We have to use wisdom, too. But he protects us. I had to say that, too. Okay. Some Well, Billy, some of you may know I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I'm going to tell you how this all started. My wife, she busts my chops a lot because it's hard for me to listen. I'm learning. I told her in the hospital I'm going to listen more. But I'm an adrenaline junkie. The faster and the higher I fly, the better I am. Well, me and my wife, it happened middle of July. We are kind of having our... Marriages, they're good. Sometimes there's ugly. But we were kind of in our situation. And it was a pretty bad. Well, this day, I get on my R1. And my wife is waiting. And I thought she thought I was riding with her, but I didn't want to. I want to ride my bike so I can just ride to work how I wanted to ride, you know. She, like I said, she busts my chops all the time. But I'm thankful for it. But as I was leaving, this bike, and I was little bitty grasshopper riding bikes, motocross and everything. This bike, my wife watched the whole thing. It went crazy. And my, in my mind, right away, the faster you go, you'll keep your bike up. You won't lay it down. Well, that's what I did. Well, by the time my bike and me kind of settled down, I get to the traffic light and I pull over. And my wife, you know, my wife, she loves me. She pulled over. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. Just my bike's not running right. And like a dummy, I ride my bike some more to work. So I get to work and I just put it there. Well, my left leg is all bruised up, scratched up. I'm going to tell you something. God uses any little thing, one, to get our attention, two, 
to show you who he is, and three, to show you what he wants you to be. So I'm telling you, I went through six weeks of this agony, pain for, I went through this pain for six weeks before I went to the hospital. My words get a little twisted up because I think I starved my brain of oxygen. But uh, I went to work that whole week, hurting, just hurting. My son was helping me put some security cameras that weekend of the week that I was hurting. And I twisted and I felt something pop in my leg. It kind of hurt. So I said, that's okay. It's not nothing out of the normal. Well, that weekend we helped my sister move to Morristown from 5 o'clock in the morning to midnight the next day. We're helping her move. And I'm hurting. And I'm kind of protecting my leg, you know. So we're moving. Missy's helped me move my son. We're just moving all her stuff. We come home that Monday. This is second week. That Monday, I'm really hurting. But that Sunday, my wife, in the middle of the night, she says, what is that noise? I was dragging my body to the bathroom because then this leg started hurting. So I woke her up and I said, I'm okay. I'm back to the bed. My son had to go get me some crutches. I couldn't walk. So that day, again, I'm hard-headed. I just deal with it, and I said, no, I'm going to walk. So I, I don't use the crutches no more, and I'm just walking around the house, outside. So I go to work that week, and I'm hurting. And I started feeling funny. I'm like, man, I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. I told my wife, I think I need to go. I, I was just going to go to CVS to check my blood pressure. Well, when I went there, the machine was closed down because of COVID. I said, oh, man, what does this mean? So I find a blood pressure machine, and I buy it. I take it to the shop. I have my wife. She's still mad at me. I tell my wife, hey, let's check my blood pressure. So I check my blood pressure, and it's way up high. I said, well, let me just hard hit it. Let me just sit here and relax because I know my body, you know. I know what usually makes it kind of chill out and you know so I check it again and she says okay your blood pressure is getting higher I said okay maybe I'll go to the doctor well I went to the doctor East Tennessee Medical Group God has him here for reasons but it wasn't for me I go to the hospital they check me they confirm a blood clot so they give me a steroid for a blood clot and my mind I'm thinking that's not right so like I said I'm not a doctor I don't know I don't know the practice I just know cars so they gave me this medicine they said take this for a week I said okay so I take it for a week and the third week I said you know I'm not feeling any better so I go to another doctor and I forget the name of this one Park Med I think I think they check me ask me all the questions again I feel like a broken record you know because I have to explain it so I go they draw my blood and they say you have high blood pressure and I'm in pain you know so they said take this medicine I said okay I'll take it for a week and they said if you don't feel any better come back so I didn't feel any better 
I went back to the doctor. I said, okay, doc, I'm worse. What's going on? He said, we got to draw some more blood. I said, okay. He comes back and tells me, you have high cholesterol. I said, why now do I have high cholesterol? He just looked at me and said, well, you have high cholesterol. We'll set you an appointment for the doctor to see why you have high cholesterol. So I, I, he gave me a prescription. I didn't even feel it. I told my wife, I said, that's not right. I've never had high blood pressure. I never had cholesterol. I was healthy, strong and healthy. So the fourth week, I deal with it. It's getting worse. Working, hobbling along, you know, working the best I can. The fifth week, and that Friday, I tell my wife, it's on a Monday, on the sixth week, I said, you know, I'll listen to you. If I don't feel better by Friday, me being hard-headed, I'm going to wait till Friday. I'll go to the doctor, and I went to UT. Well, Friday comes, and I was trying to talk myself out of going to the doctor. And he said, no, you said we would go. I said, okay. So we go Friday. We were there for three or four hours, six. And they said, you have two blood clots in your right leg. I said, what? All my damage was done on my left side. Anything in life, the whole left side of my body has been busted. T-bone, wrecks, being in the world, being stupid. All the damage was always on my left side. Well, that's my strongest side. So I go. They do all these tests, blood work, and they say, you have two blood clots in your right leg. I said, okay. So they give me some blood thinner. And we go home Friday evening. It's about midnight. All of a sudden, my chest started kind of feeling funny. I just thought maybe they were twisting me and pushing me to get all their x-rays and all their stuff they needed. Well, that wasn't so. Saturday, our daughter bought the house next door to us, so they had a birthday party. My wife said if I was going, I said, yeah, I'm going to go. But I need to rest a little bit. Normally, like I said, I'm 100 miles an hour. So she goes, and about, my son was there, about 30, 45 minutes goes by, and I'm hurting. I said, I'm going to get up and walk. I'm just going to walk. That's always my ticket, go walk or go jump in a river. So I walk over there. The kids are having fun, got the pool going and pinata and all this stuff. So my wife comes and holds me a little bit to kind of help me stand up because it was rough. But I stood there, and after the kids finished the piñata and the cake, my wife asked me, are you ready to go home? I said, yeah. Well, we walk, and we cut the fence because that's our daughter, so we can just walk there instead of walking around the whole property. And thank God, because I wouldn't have made it. Uh, so we walk, and all of a sudden, it's like something was trying to come out of my chest. I mean, it was like... I mean, I've been hit hard in my, in my life, but that right there was, I couldn't explain it. So I sit down in the living room, and my wife, she says, something's not right. So she gets the blood pressure machine, and it was like 202 over 100 and something on the blood pressure machine. And I said, let me just calm down. I just walked a little bit. I'm a little tired, weak. Let me just chill out here for a little bit. She said, no. I said, just let me. So then my daughter's come. My son had already went to work, and he said, you didn't look good. 
He saw me from the road because you can see 321, you know, that's how close we are. And my son says, you didn't look good. I said, well, he said he didn't, he went to work. And he knew Missy and the girls are there. Something happened, you know, they're there. So we're in our living room. And this time I'm on our couch. I couldn't get up. I could hardly breathe. I could hardly move. And my daughters come in. They start calling. The doctor said, this is where he is. Does he need to come in? Well, they had to leave a message because they were busy at UT. So I tell my wife, okay, I'll check it one more time. The second time I checked it, it was higher. So I said, okay, let's go. We'll go. I'm listening. I told her I'd listen. So we get to UT. I guess they knew I was coming. They didn't even tell us what my blood pressure was. They put me in a room immediately. Well, they started flipping me and flopping me around, putting IVs in me and x-raying and uh, where they check if you're pregnant. What is it called? Ultrasound. <sighs> they started doing all kinds of stuff in my mind. I ain't pregnant, you know, but that's what I remember that machine as. <laughs> so, and like I said, I can handle pain and I deal with it. I don't, I just deal with it. So, as I was there probably an hour, hour and a half, this nurse comes in. I don't know if she had a bad day, she had a bad date, or her husband made her mad. But when she came in there, and I'm telling you, I was hurting. Most pain I ever felt. And she was flipping me around, pushing me around. Well, my spleen is normally, normally about this big. My spleen was like this. And that's what was hurting. That's why I couldn't breathe. Well, I told that lady, and I said it loud. I said, woman, one more time, just like that. And after that, my wife was there, and she's like, whoa. And that lady, her whole demeanor changed. She was nice and sorry, sweetheart, and this and that. And I never raised my voice, never. I'm pretty mellow. My wife tells me we go through drive-thru. They can't even hear you. I said, well, that's how I talk. I don't want to yell at them, you know. So once they seen that, another doctor come in. And this doctor, she was a hematologist. Well, after they started checking me, asking Missy about symptoms and stuff going on, she says, I got to go get my doctor. So my doctor is amazing. Uh, I'm going to just say something about him real quick. God used him. UT's been trying to get him for a year, my understanding. And he's one of the best blood doctors in the world, they say. Well, I told Missy, he's here for me. Didn't even know it. I had leukemia for a year. Didn't even know it. A whole year. So, I'm telling you, God is real. He protects you. You don't even know why he's protecting you. I didn't know why he's protecting me. He loves me. He loves everybody. Amen. So, when he hung on that cross, he did it for me. Everybody in the room and everybody in the street. So, when that nurse, when that doctor came, left, said that he had to come, they immediately admitted him into the fourth floor of UT. I think that's the only place they can had room for me at the time. 
So another doctor comes that's on that floor. They're doing blood work. And let me tell you, I drink about two or three gallons of orange juice a day, about a gallon of grapefruit juice a day, about half a case of V8 juice. I like my juice. I don't like Cokes, all this stuff that's out there. I'd rather have juice. Well, don't do that. It's not good for you. So I didn't know. I thought it was good. So that's probably why I never was sick. I don't know. But anyway, they'd start drawing blood more. The doctor on that floor comes in. He says, he comes in and tells my wife, your husband's borderline diabetic. I said, do what? I have high blood pressure. I have high cholesterol. Now I'm a borderline diabetic. Just to let you know, I'm neither. So I said, that's impossible. I said, I just drank a gallon of orange juice and half a gallon of grape juice. No wonder all my sugar's out the roof. So he never comes back till a week later when I'm in the cancer floor. He says, disregard everything we talked about. I said, I know. I know. I don't have any of those problems. So even though God was working, the enemy still tried to put something in my head. You got this problem. You got this problem. I said, hey, let me tell you something. I wish I can do my boxing stance right now. I probably can. I did that over there. God gives me strength. Before all this happened, I told my wife, I want to get ready to go back in the ring. My wife says, why? I said, well, I want to. Well, now I know I didn't. So I'm in the hospital. They draw my blood. The doctor comes in, the main doctor, Rod Ramchandran. I can't say his name. That man, God used him. God uses a doctor and he uses medicine. I believe that in my heart. I know God could have healed me just like that. But if he healed me just like that, he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have went through all the experiences that I went through to stand up here and say, my God took care of me. My God provided for me. My God healed me. He watched over me even when I was on my deathbed. And he still loved me. He said, mercy and grace. He said, no, not yet. So we go to the cancer floor. I think I told you. He says, before, I'm sorry, before he takes me to the cancer floor, he comes in. My wife went to go get breakfast. I was a little hungry. And he comes in. He said, well, we have your blood results in. They had to do two bone marrow biopsies, not just one, two. I had a bone marrow obviously here, and then I had a fourth one. But I called my wife and said, the doctor's here. He's ready to tell us what he's going to tell us. And that morning, my wife will tell you, all I wanted to hear was praise and worship. That's all I wanted. We sat in silence. My beautiful wife was putting her makeup on, uh, just getting ready for the day. And... Before I went back and sat into my chair to hook me back up to my IV, I went to the restroom. Just My wife was already tore up. I didn't want her to see me that way. But I wasn't tore up like, man, why is all this happening? I was tore up. God, my wife and I both prayed. 
Whatever it takes to find out what's wrong with me, that's why I'm here. Use the doctors. Use whatever they have to do to find out what's wrong with me. So I go in the bathroom, and I'm just standing there. And the only words that can come to my mouth is, Dear Lord, I know you hear me when I call. And dear Lord, I know you hear me when I fall. If you can use anything, use me. Pick me up when I fall. That's a song. I'm going to find what that is, and I'll sing it. I'm not supposed to tell nobody this, but I can sing. (laughs) But it kind of distorted my voice a little bit, but I'm going to practice. And then there's another song. Let's worship. Let's lay our life down at his feet and let's worship. That way we can be like they sing. You can use me. Use me. So that's my, that's my desire. So we go up to the 12E. Sounds like the prison cell almost. 12E or the jailhouse cell. 12 East. Anyway, the doctor comes in, and I'm going to tell you, UT, they blew it out of the water taking care of my wife and me. So we're on the 12th floor, and he says, well, before that, he comes into the room on the 4th floor. And my wife comes up, and he says, you have cancer. I said, do what? And my wife, we're just sitting there, we're just... I'm like, okay, ain't nothing God can't take care of. Now, that's how my mental mind was the whole time. Yeah, I was looked bad, but the whole time when I was up, that's all I was thinking. My wife comes to my feet and she says, if we have to sell the house to take care of you, we will. I said, well, that's fine, but why would God put me here to get rid of everything? God, give me everything I have. So I kept trying to tell her, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. She'll tell you. She's a witness. I never, 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 not once, doubted God. Never. Because I knew what he's done in my life. Why am I going to doubt him now? He saved me. Y'all would be here for months trying to hear what he's done for me. And I didn't even know it. But... I told her, no, God, we both prayed. God, if we have to be here, we're here. And my wife says, yeah, we did pray that. I said, okay, we got to stand on that. So several weeks goes by. Then they tell me they have to start putting arsenic in me. And um, after I started that, my hemoglobin went way down. Uh, my platelets way down. I'm supposed to have my age 150 to 400,000 platelets. When I was in there, my understanding is you hemorrhage, you bleed to death at 12,000. I was at 14,000. They confirmed another blood clot in my lung. It's it's right, right on the Right on the verge of going this way. 
so my hemoglobin, I wasn't making blood. And my platelets, or my, he- my white blood cells were, phew. it was fighting something. Didn't know what to fight, but it was fighting that leukemia. So I had to have three blood transfusions and two platelet transfusions. God used that. When they came in there, they wanted me to sign a piece of paper saying, this blood may have COVID, this blood may have AIDS, it may have all other kind of stuff. I said, I'm not signing that piece of paper. Why am I going to put that in me when I already have this issue? And my wife tells that nurse, hey, nurse, can we have a word? Like me and her have a word. And my wife says, she says, you don't take that, you die today. I said, huh? But I wasn't thinking good. And she said, yeah, if you don't take it, there is no tomorrow. And like I said, I, I didn't even know what medicine I was on until three weeks ago. I didn't know. She did. She's the best nurse. Telling you. They always kept telling her, do you want a job? Do you want a job? Do you want a job? But God used her. She's my rock. Yeah, God's my rock, but he gave me her. And there's another story how we, we are where we are. But, so I take the blood. Two weeks later, my, all my blood is good. And I say, can I go outside? They said, no. There's a healing garden. I said, well, what's a healing garden? Well, it's a little garden at UT. You can go out there and just, you know, it's peaceful. Me and my wife, we walk down there. And like I said, I was, I was healthy. But we'd go downstairs. I can hardly walk, breathe, stand up. It was awful. So we go down there, and I just say, I just want to see. I want to look at the plants. I want to look at, see if I see birds. I like that stuff. So we're there for probably 30, 45 minutes. And then we go back. Well, they did some blood, and they said, hey, you can't go back outside. I said, I'm good. They said, no, <laughs> you're not good. And I said, okay, so Missy has to go downstairs to meet people, and hey, them strawberries and cantaloupe. Man, uh, that's the only thing that was good with me. I could eat, you know. But my wife is amazing. The church, again, is amazing. There was a little couple, elderly. And I said, God, use me. I'm in here. There's nurses, doctors. I got to talk to one guy. We clicked. And we communicate. One day when I, he knew I was a Christian, he says, can I just tell you some of my problems? I said, sure. I told him, there's not one problem that you have that God can't take care of. He just looked at me. He said, the reason I lost my faith is because I lost my mom and dad. I said, it's okay. You'll get it back. I said, you have nothing to worry about. I said, look at you and look at me. I'm on my bed and you're able to walk and go see different people. I said, God's taking care of me. He's protecting me, watching over me. Same thing for you. Even though you think you've done the worst sin, he done washed it away on the cross. He just looked at me and he'd come by, see my wife, anything I can do. I mean, everybody was amazing. So there was a little couple, and we don't know if it was her husband or her mom, 
And she told Missy. I don't know what Missy. They just started talking. And the, she says, I don't know how we're going to eat. And Missy came in there and said, man, she knows how she's going to eat. But because she sees the problem, she can't see who God is that can take care of that problem. So Missy said, come by the room. And the church, let me tell you something. I couldn't eat most of it, but. Big, big basket like this, full of stuff. So Missy gathered up some stuff, and there are some gift cards in there. Missy says, hey, here you go. Give it to that lady. The next day, she saw her on the elevator, told Missy, we didn't know what we was going to do for food. There was a gift card in there. She was able to get her and her mom or her husband. We didn't, I didn't ask that part, but she was able to eat. She'd come by our room. Thank you so much. We love you. So even though we were in all of that, we still were happy. Yeah, I was a little touchy sometimes, but we were happy. We know we're somewhere where I'm going to be fixed. And like I said earlier, the enemy comes. The smallest little thing, he comes. And he tries to make it like God didn't do nothing. I'm going to tell you this story. My wife, we're in our room. And thank God that I was in my position because there would have been capital murder at UT Hospital. This man, janitor, and like I said, I was out of it. He came in there and my wife was getting ready and uh, I just slept in my boxers because they were always in there probing me and EKG this and this machine, x-ray and all kinds of stuff. So I just stayed in my boxers. My wife was getting ready. The janitor comes in there, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but he told my wife, he says, uh, I can throw him out the window, and we can collect insurance money. We can go off somewhere. That's what he told my wife. Well, that happened, and I didn't know why police officers were coming the head of security was coming. I said, man, I didn't do nothing. Why are they coming? So my wife finally told me, hey, this is what happened. I kind of lost it. I told that nurse, hey, well, I won't say, but <laughs> Missy's, Missy's heart right away. And this is what I'm saying. When God changes you, you have a different outlook on life and you don't think like you used to think. Her words were, were, I feel bad. What if he had a family? He's trying to work for his family. And I said, you know what? That's good you have them in your heart. But what if he was planning something? And because of that happened, out the door he went. So I'm telling you, the devil uses any little thing to get you back where you came from. And he'd done it a bunch of times with me in the hospital. That's just one scenario. I won't say the other ones because they're not good. But God, he loves me. I didn't act on anything because how I felt, if I acted on how I used to be, my healing would disappear. Uh, my blessings would disappear. My shop would disappear. 
everything, my wife, my kids, my family, everything will disappear because there's a, I don't know, like I told you, I bought some stuff to read who God is, the I am God. And I want to know him. I want to know him. I know I know him, but I want to know that I know that I know that I know who he is, what he does, and why he does it. So I bought them books, like I said earlier, and I haven't opened not one of them. And the pastor told me, it's okay, it's okay. Well, I know why, because I have energy. I feel a little better now, and my strength is coming back. Uh, running my mouth is coming back. <laughs> but I have a different outlook on life, really, you know. We're a blended family, me and my wife. Her three girls, they're my three girls. The grandbabies are my grandbabies. I didn't have that growing up. I didn't know what real love was. Through the years, it's been rough. My wife will tell you it's been rough. I didn't understand it. My son, those four kids, they came together. It's unbelievable. Most amazing sight. I called on Sunday. I was home on a Friday. And my doctor calls in the evening. And my wife looks at the phone. She thinks it's a telemarketer. Well, I said, okay. My birthday is 2777. My doctor's last four of his phone number is 1777. So it's about 8.30 at night, and I tell my wife, I'm going to see who called. I saw it was my doctor. I said, hey, I got to call him. Why is he calling me so late? That Friday, they had done a bone marrow. Well, that Thursday had done a bone marrow. They got one of my tests back. It's an acronym. I can't say the name. It's an acronym. It's, I just call it FISH. They're waiting on one more test result. The first one came back, no cancer. I said, okay, I'm good. That's good news. Well, I was doing my chemo, and I'm passed out, you know, because that stuff's strong. And I said, hey, is my other results came back in? They said, no, not yet. It takes five to seven days. Well, I said, okay. So that means I have to take another week of chemo. Well, he calls me, and I, I call him back, and he didn't want to leave no information on the phone because of HIPAA, which I appreciated. And he says, the other test came back. It's negative. There's no cancer cells. So, I was telling you about that bone marrow, the fourth one. They went down in my bone right here. Whew. Golly. The one before this one, I had to get one done on my shoulder. They put me on medicine, kind of knocked me out. And I'm laying there, because I have a high pain tolerance. I'm laying there, and they're drilling. I t open up my eyeball like this. Hey, I feel that. And I close my eye. They go a little bit more. 
I feel that. Then they doped me up real good, right? I feel nothing. But they didn't know. So that report on a Friday, I cried like a baby. I cried, thank God, like a baby. That's all I could do. And that was Halloween weekend. So I was still a little tired Saturday from the chemo. And I told my wife, we'll go. I'll take you shopping. And I went and took her shopping. We were out for maybe 45 minutes. I got home. I passed out till 7 o'clock at night. But she dressed me up as uh, Ed Clampett. Who? Oh, Paul Kettle. I didn't know who these people were. So she dressed me up because we wanted to have the kids have like a little Halloween see us. She was dressed up as Ma Kettle. She even had the gun. Only thing that we were missing was a little squirrel. So we go. We're there for 30, 45 minutes. And she says, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. Well, we didn't want to tell the kids the good news. We waited Saturday. We waited Sunday. I said, tell the kids to come over Sunday. I made them a big dinner, steak, potato salad, everything. First time I've been able to cook on a grill in three months. I was down for three months practically. And, and it's funny, my heart was to say, I want to tell the kids. Well, after we finish eating dinner, normally the kids scatter, don't they? They're ready to go, got school nights, whatever. Well, dinner was over. They all sat on the couch. My son stood over there by the bar. And I told my wife, that's weird. We didn't even tell them nothing. Well, we sit there, let them talk amongst each other. And we tell them, crying. It's like they were shocked. I was dying, but here I am. I don't have to do nothing. But I do have to do another round of chemo. It's just preliminary. Just make sure that it's all gone. Make sure there's nothing hidden. And I start that tomorrow. And the reason I wanted to share what God done for me previous to today is because God is real. And he is a healer. I'm a living example. He heals today. It don't matter mentally, physically, emotionally. It don't matter. He'll heal you. If you say, God, come and take care of me, he will come. He did it for me. Why can't he do it for you? So that's what I had to say. Uh, one more thing. We had a vacation plan before we found out. And God gives us the desires of our heart. And if you sit back and think about it, you'll be like, man, he really does. We, had a, we hadn't been away in three, four years. So we planned a little getaway, you know. Well, we found this out. When they took me up to 12 East, I got off the elevator. I go left. There's a big old window. And the only words that come out of my mouth was, look, there's oceanfront property of the Tennessee River. <laughs> God still give us God still give me water greenery we still got it even though I was going into the room and there was a big old eagle eagle is my thing 
big eagle. And he was flying. I said, okay, God. Confirmation, you got it. And right there at the American flag, just flying. He took care of what we wanted to do. He said, you still have it. It's not what we wanted, but we still have it. Same thing with our walk. We think we have it all together. And then this happens, you're like, whoa. Man. And then when you get your mind reworked, rewired, outlook on life is different. Now I know why my expansion didn't take place. I already knew. Once I seen everything happening, I knew. But God said, it's okay. It's coming. Alcoa Merrill Church of God, it's coming. It's already had its birthing pains. Uh, it's dilated to a 10. It's coming. But we have to be willing, and we have to be the one to go out and grab and go with how God wants it to be. Like I said, none of you know my story. You knew my story. You said, oh, man, God did that. He'll do it for everybody. Thank you for letting me talk. Let you know how God is real. He healed me. I believe by faith I'm healed. Uh, even though I have to take these next steps, it's okay. It's precaution. But I, I know I'm taking care of was that? Not clean. You're good, man. Thank you again. I love all of you, my church. We couldn't have done it without all the prayers, the church, everybody. Standing behind us in faith and believing and trusting and the pastor. Uh, just ask the Holy Spirit to come in here, use this place for whatever he wants to use this place for. Because this world is crazy. Thank God I'm not in the world, but it's crazy. And as long as we're willing, God will make a way. But we got to let our pride down, mm. our hard-headed, and listen to your wives. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> would you just stretch your hands this way, Missy? Would you come and join him? You know, the Word of God says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, it says, in everything... Not in some things, but in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will concerning you. And to me, the message that was portrayed through you over these past several months is that you have given thanks to God no matter what the circumstance. And because of that, God has honored. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you'll just touch Missy, that you'll touch Sammy. Thank you so much, God, for the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we were made whole. Thank you, God, for your promise of presence that you are with them and will be with them till the end. Thank you, God, for the light that you have shined through them. For your word says if, if we walk in the light as you are in the light. <laughs> Lord God, help us to walk in that light. Help us to realize that the first part of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is talking about 
us being no longer in darkness. And Lord, these are the fruits of those who are not in darkness. Lord, that they are able to rejoice always. That they're able to be thankful in all circumstances. There's been a mind change. There's been a a focus change, an alignment of our hearts and minds that is renewed on you. And Lord, I pray, God, that as our eyes are on you, God, that you'll break every chain, every curse. Lord, every past uh, word that has been spoken in spite or evil. God, I pray that those things will fall to the wayside. And Lord, that the knowledge of God rises up in each one of us to know that we are your children, your servants. And Lord, you've called us out of that darkness and into your marvelous light. And Lord, may we be used by you. May this family be used by you over and over and over again. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Can we just give God praise one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that's the greatest message, amen? That's all right. <laughs> and she don't need to let you ride. My prayer is, guys, you know, I know that uh, the Bible says this. We live by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of our testimony. I don't know who needed to hear that this morning. I'm... I love to preach, but man, I, I more than anything love to hear what God is doing. And I believe someone this morning need to hear what God is doing, what He's capable of doing. Because I don't know what circumstance you're in. I don't know what trials you're facing. And, and we think that we're at the end of our rope. We think that, you know, it's horrible. But I'm here to tell you that even with leukemia, Even when you're on your deathbed, Sammy, you can still have a perspective of knowing that He is the Lord, that He is sovereign, that He's the King of glory, the King of kings. I love what what Psalms 136 verses 1 through 4 says, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who alone does great wonders for his love is everlasting. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So no matter what situation is you're facing this morning, I want you to know that if you'll turn it over to him, if you'll let him take care of you, if you'll surrender that this morning to him, That the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of glory, He can take care of you. Amen. You say, Pastor, I got some circumstances that I've let get the best of me. I got some circumstances that I've let that I've let disturb my life. And I need a new perspective this morning. And I needed that perspective. Would you raise your hand this morning? Would you say, yes, I needed that this morning? Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I'm here to encourage you that Jesus, the King of glory, is here to touch your life. I'm reminded of Jeremiah 17. It says, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away on earth will be written down because they have forsaken the fountain of living water, even the Lord. In other words, they lost perspective. They lost their, what their eyes were, should be on. And so Jeremiah cries out, he says, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I will be saved. For you are my praise. This morning, if you've lost perspective, would you turn to him and say, Heal me, O Lord, save me, O Lord, for you are my praise. Father, God, you saw the hands raised throughout this congregation. God, you saw all those who have been affected. You saw all those who have lost sight of of your love and your mercy. Maybe it's because of circumstances. Maybe it's because of little things that have tried to creep in and tried to trigger our old man, our old person. But Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this testimony, this morning, stirs our spirit, stirs our heart to to refocus on who you are, to to recognize that you're the only way, you're the only truth in the only life. Lord, circumstances all around us are dictated by this world, but there's a foundation, there's something we can stand on, a rock of our salvation who will be firm and whose word says that You will not let our feet slip. Lord, and I pray that we will stay on the rock of our salvation. When everything else is is failing, when everything else around the world is being shaken, knowing that we have you that we can reside in, knowing that we have you that we can be made whole through. God, I pray for a new mindset. I pray for a refocus. I pray for a revival. Lord, of perspective. To recognize that if we'll just keep our eyes on you, Jesus, you will see us through. You will see us through. We love you. We honor you. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your hand of mercy. We thank you for your healing. We thank you, God, for your continued work within us. Lord, we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, God is good, isn't he? Amen. Can we just give God one more hand clap of praise in this house? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, tomorrow we start our first kickoff of Celebrate Recovery. Uh, We would love you to come and be a part of the worship time. Uh, We have a meal at 6. At 7 o'clock we have a worship time. And, um, and a message for a large group. And then after that, we have small groups. If, you, if you're interested, after the large group of breaking into a small group, you're welcome to. Uh, I would love you to come and just participate. Check it out. See. Uh, you, uh, I feel like that you will be blessed by it. And would love to have you a part of, as a part of Celebrate Recovery. How many of you know we all are a part of Celebrate Recovery? 
Amen. It's not a those and them, it's a we and us. Because the reality is, is we all have things that, that we struggle with. And those who say, I don't struggle with anything, uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, there's, a, there's something called denial. <laughs> and, and every one of us, it's always good to self-reflect, to say, Lord, what, what do I need from you? God, I need more of you is most important. So, love to be a part of that. Remember, right after service, we're having a meal. Um, so, we would love you to stay, hang out with us. This coming Wednesday, we will not have service. We know that you ladies will be, and men, because I know a lot of our men cook in this church. Uh, I know you'll be slaving over your uh, stoves and all that good stuff. And you got uh, those of you who are able to spend some time with family or spending time with family. But uh, we will not be having service this Wednesday night. So, be aware of that. Check that down. And we hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving week. We love you very much. We're so thankful for all of you. And uh, be blessed. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday, if not Monday night. Que Dios le bendiga. May God bless you. Love you guys.